Alex. What up? <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Hey man. I just wanna I just wanna start off with like making sure I let you know. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. You're so welcome. So welcome to be here. I'm so happy that you decided to, you know, pay me with the currency of your effort for just a little while to hang with me here on the on the show. I appreciate you having me on. I remember we, we were talking about about a year and a half ago about coming on and it just never happened. So it's good to finally be a guest on your podcast now. And if we talk about it and that only a year and a half goes by before we actually do it, it's better than us talking about it and then it never happening. So it's exactly way better late than never. Wanted to wanted to uh, also, you know, just let you know, aside from being very welcome that you're here, uh, wanted to make you pretty aware that this isn't really a wrestling show. However, when I have guests on who are from wrestling and I'm also a wrestler, it kind of becomes almost impossible to avoid. Yeah. So, so anybody listening who's expecting to talk about comedy, or, we could do it. We could do that, too. But uh, it'll wind up going back to just wrestling probably at some point. Uh, <laughs> okay. So. Something I was worried. I know like our, our, our combos that we had mm-hmm. how, at that show. How long ago did you say that was like a year and a half ago? Like, yeah, it had to be about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. It was, it was like, you know, someone received it. Somebody received a tax refund and decided to spend it on a wrestling yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> that show only happens around tax season every year <laughs> it's the only place where people get the money that they're asking for because the guy's got it he got a tax refund so he's giving you the money that he asked for you know what's funny is uh my friend eddie was like that was how he led into asking me to go because i had i had done a show earlier in that day and yeah. i was just getting home i was going to just turn in for the night He's like, hey, you want to go to a show? This dude got his tax money back and is paying everybody. I was like, I'm, I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we're, we're having some, some, pretty, uh, some pretty big chats about some damage that we have as kids and trauma that we hold on to. Uh, and, you know, try for me, at least, I don't want to speak for you, but let, 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 letting that trauma go and becoming who, who, who is a better version of ourselves eventually. Yeah. Now, having us talking about some of that stuff, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to get into specifics, but what practices have you, like what mental gymnastics go around letting go of that trauma? What is the, what, how do you cope with some of that? How do you, like, as a dude, like just as a regular person. So like with me, I have such an addictive personality. So when I find something that I really like or enjoy to do, I just kind of throw myself into that. Mm -hmm. Um, and professional wrestling has always been my coping coping mechanism since I was little, you know, it was Mm -hmm. something where if I had a bad day, I could just throw on a, a Guerrero match or a Nick Bockwinkle match and just kind of lose myself in those, in those matches. So, uh, when I was given the opportunity after high school to join wrestling, like it kind of helped me find out who I am, you know, and find out more about myself and, you know, what I'm really capable of and, you know, bringing joy to other people watching wrestling, because that's how I found joy, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I can relate. 
When, when did you when did you get in? I mean, this this is not really what I, where I wanted this to go, but yeah. when did you when did you when did you get in? Uh, I started training September September 9th of twenty thirteen. Then I had my first match in February of twenty fourteen. Okay, okay, all right. I'm still a baby. Yeah, still, still, uh, still pretty newski. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. What I wanted to also ask you, like, what's and this is also, like I said, not where I really wanted to go right off the bat. I don't want yeah. it to be like every other show. Because every other pop... Dude, honestly, I'm going to tell you. I had to start doing this one because I hated doing episodes of people's podcasts and them asking me the same questions yeah. while, whilst not listening to the answers. They just go, yeah. when was your first match? Who did it? Where did you train? And it's like, you just do a Google search. You can find all that stuff. You don't have to ask me the Pretty same much. Same question yeah. all the time, but uh, what was it? The, the the beginning? Is it twelve, thirteen? Right? How, how old were you when you first got in? I was uh, eighteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this, this was like North Jersey, like BWO stuff. Uh, East Coast Pro Wrestling in uh, Parsippany. Okay. 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 I I think I did a show, maybe for them at one point. Yeah. Maybe maybe one, because I I think that's where I met, that's where I met, uh, Macintosh. Yeah, that's where he started. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so that was a long time ago. I mean, to, <laughs> when you say, "Oh, I'm still a baby," that's still that's a lot of time to invest. I mean. You're still young, right? How old are you? Yeah, I'm 25 now. Okay, yeah. You're, I mean... I'll be 26 That's... in 19 days. Okay, cool. Well, happy birthday in 19 days. And by the time you listen to the audio of this, your birthday will have come and gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, uh, I, I mean... 13, 14... That's, that's almost a decade, dude. That's almost a decade of being around. Yeah. I mean... You're still a baby, meaning like you're still a younger person. You're not, you're not old and old and beat up like this guy. <laughs> old beat up grizzled vet. <laughs> yeah. What's what's uh, what are these um, tapings like? Have you been doing those? Have you been doing any of these tapings? So I've uh, I've wrestled two synergy shows. Um, and a violence and suffering show. Um, the synergy show shows have been pretty cool because uh, we're following strict guidelines. Mm-hmm. So there's only a limited amount of people can buy tickets. Um, mm-hmm. They're taking temperatures of everyone that comes in. Um, they have face masks for those who come without one. And they have hand sanitizing stations throughout the entire venue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I also did an XWA show, which that was a, it's a smaller building. So they, there was even less fans there, but the mm-hmm. same thing, they were sanitizing stations, masks and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the violence and suffering show was a trip because it was supposed to happen in a friend of mine's backyard. Someone called the police on the show because of uh, saying that they were ruining COVID restrictions. So they actually had to move the, to another venue in PA. Mm-hmm. And started two and a half hours late, and by the time they got the ring rope or the ring up, the ring ropes were missing uh, bolts and stuff. 
So we had to do an entire show without no, any ring ropes. Oh, <laughs> it's the, the desperation, the desperation <laughs> of us to fill this, this damaged look at me hole that we've got in us. <laughs> it is such a look at me hole. It really is, man. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> the the, da- the the amount of damage that we have and how desperate we are to be <laughs> in the spotlight. Just for a little bit of attention for ten minutes. <laughs> right. Validate me. Validate me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm doing one no audience show, like just a little taping. I'm doing that September nineteenth or something like that. Um, okay. But yeah, it's the first time I've done. I went to one. I went to one last Saturday or something like that. And yeah. it was not cool. It wasn't that, it yeah. wasn't terrible. It's got this like strange vibe to it. Cause like we feed so much off the audience. Like yeah. they are such an integral part of what we do. Right. So when you take that away, it's so weird to try to feed off of anything. Well, you know, it was like, it was like, it, it was a taping so that the way it was, it was like cameras on the ring. The, 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 the guys, the guys and girls in the locker room were behind the cameras going Woo! and like clap, clapping and cheering oh, okay. yeah, yeah, like yeah. baby face, cheer for the baby face, boot yeah. heels kind of thing. Um, but it was just like, I always I, feel like those type of shows, it feels like forced emotion because like the boys and girls in the, in the locker room, they know what's supposed to happen. You know, they know when to boo and when to cheer. But when you got people that aren't smart or aren't smart to what we're doing, or, you know, people that have never been to a wrestling show and we can make them feel that, right? you know, I well, feel like that's a more genuine well, reaction. Some of the matches were good matches. Like there was good yeah, things yeah. happening on these matches. It's just like they're for, the YouTube audience to have content to consume. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Uh, it just. <laughs> maybe, maybe I've, maybe I've noticed that the quarantine hasn't been as good to a lot of the, the boys and gals bodies as, as it has been to mine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm going like, Oh, you. Yeah. I dude. actually, uh, I actually started like, so, when I came back, I came back from Germany. I was in Germany for what was supposed to be a month of March mm-hmm. and everything got shut down like two right. weeks before I was supposed to finish. So mm-hmm. I came back two weeks early and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take this time. I'm going to get in really good shape. And for like three weeks, I was like, I lost like eight, nine pounds. I was looking good. But then it's like gout starts to creep in and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, when will this ever open up? You know, are are we ever going to be able to do shows? And like, you you know, that depression, that, that look at me whole is not being filled. So I kind of like started letting myself go and I got up near two 30 again. So me, my partner, Steve off and a friend of ours, Mike Donovan, who tags with us sometimes at pro wrestling magic, where it's like, we were kind of feeling the same thing. We were putting on some weight and not good weight. We're like, screw this. Like, we're not going to be a victim to this quarantine. So we, we all joined a, uh, a strict diet regimen. That uh, with this guy, uh, I think his name's like Lucas Downing or something like that. And I've I'm now under 220. I cool. started out at 228, uh, 227, and this morning I was 217. So in four weeks, I've lost 10 pounds already. Great, that's great. We were just texting about that yesterday because uh, I was telling you about how I was I got my physical, 
Yeah. And I, was, and I told you, like, oh, uh, two eighteen and a half, and you're like, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much what I, I'm like six foot even at two eighteen. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. I'm trying right now. I'm trying to get down to the two hundred five area and just shred out. Mm-hmm. But it's a slow process. Well, you know, goals, man. You gotta just yeah. keep on, keep on, keep, keep on shattering them. Yeah. So the uh, the name, and, and I'm sure you've you've had this conversation a million times. So forgive me. Maybe 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 unpack it a little bit more and, and like the reasons why maybe you've talked about this in other podcasts but i don't listen to other people's podcasts yeah sorry no uh, it's all good but, uh, i've actually never gone into depth on okay why okay but to me you're aaron like forever i'm probably yeah, gonna do that yeah. forever but, but I, i'm gonna try to adapt you know what i mean to, everyone to still calls relationship. me aaron it's, right, it's right. <laughs> you're not alone <laughs> so, um so if you can unbox it a little bit and just kind of make me understand it, I I get it. I for sure get it. Yeah. But I want to get it more. And I want to yeah. get the perspective. So when I first started in uh, 2013, uh, it was getting near a time where I was going to start doing shows. And I wasn't – I'm not very creative, to be honest, you know. So everyone's like, oh, you need a name, you need a name, you need a name, you need a name. So I was like, all right, well, I, you know, I started thinking, I was like, all right, well, I created this character on a WWE SmackDown versus Raw game. Mm-hmm. It was Aaron Brad, uh, superstar Aaron Bradley that I used. And like, it couldn't be any farther from who I was. <laughs> but I was like, oh, it's, all right, well, it's, it's just, an, it's just not- a, the, uh, like a, it is a, it's a, um, a surrogate. That's yeah. somebody else, not you. Yeah. Sorry. So. I was like, superstar is not me. What What is me? All right. I played a bunch of sports in high school. I was decent at those. Uh, and I was listening to a song and it said Game Changer in it. I was like, Game Changer, Game Changer, Game Changer Aaron Bradley. Okay, that's going to be me. Game Changer Aaron Bradley. And that was pretty much it. That I had nothing really going on that. Like to this day, that's 2013 or 2014 when I had my first match. I still can't tell you why I called myself Game Changer. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why I couldn't get the reactions I wanted until, uh, do you remember Mark house? I know the name. I definitely know the name. New York guy. Uh, he okay. hasn't wrestled in about three or four years, but, uh, we were heading up to Canada and he goes, do you mind on this road trip? If I ask you some questions that are going to be tough to answer, I said, yeah, because in my mind growth is, you know, growth is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't grow or get better if you're in your comfort zone all the time. You right, stay in right. the same place. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you ask whatever you feel is, you know, going to help me get to the next level. That mm-hmm. way, maybe I can unlock some, you know, doors in my mind and get my the ball rolling. He goes, all right. And the first question he uh, let in with was, would you pay ten dollars to see yourself wrestle? And I was like, wow. Like no one had, like, I never even thought of asking myself that. And this was 2016. So I'm about two and a half years, three years in. I was like, huh. I, I, and the answer was no, because I was like, I, I still don't, you know, get what I'm doing. He goes, why do you think that is? And I said, I feel like I'm trying to play a character that's not me, mm-hmm. you know? 
And he goes, all right, well, uh, what are some things that made you who you are today? What makes you tick? What really, you know, what makes you happy and what gets under your skin, you know, type of thing. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know, and like the uh, talks we had uh, where Mm -hmm. we talked about how I was homeless for a little bit, um, bullied all throughout high school and stuff like that, or not high school, uh, middle school and elementary school. Uh, And then like, I kind of overcame that. And at the time I was actually reading a book by Tim Grover called Relentless. And it talks about him overcoming adversity as an immigrant coming from India to America and the things he had to do as a kid and the bullying he went through as a kid and how he became Michael Jordan's personal trainer. Like he was so good at his job. Michael Jordan paid him extra to not uh, train anyone else in the league, teammates included. That's how good this guy was. Well, so he was, was a like, real game changer. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, I was yeah. like, huh, relentless. Well, I've survived everything so far. I've survived wrestling training and all that stuff. And I've gotten this far relentless. That's me. And it felt more natural, you know, relentless Aaron Bradley. Mm-hmm. So the start of 2017, I became relentless Aaron Bradley. And I had um, my friends at GoPro, uh, Mike Sesco. He uh, designed this awesome vignette of me going around my hometown and like kind of rediscovering who I am and what made me that person, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's like an iconic building, the gingerbread castle and some bridges and stuff like that. We went over and he shot me like kind of just like looking around and like looking at the street, you know, and the the, uh, town that made me. So I was like, all right, this feels more natural. And I started to feel more like myself. Then as time goes on, you have to change and you have to kind of, uh, update things to you know roll with the changes you make in your personal life Mm -hmm. um and i feel like i felt like i had taken aaron bradley as far as i could i felt like there was a glass ceiling that i just needed one more change to really break it you know so uh in august of last year i did a tryout with uh west side extreme wrestling in Mm -hmm. down at czw uh, mm-hmm. had them over and Westside extreme wrestling's from Germany. Um, I didn't get picked, but I got the contact info for the guy who runs it there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I want to come over, you know, the whole month of March, blah, blah, blah. So I got that, that set up and I was like, you know what? I need to start using my real name uh-huh. because I feel like there's a, there's a story I, I can tell that's much more interesting than the fake name or fake story I'm trying to tell now. Right. So I was like, I'm going to take uh, the month of March to really transform into myself again. So I had Sesco do another promo uh, explaining that, you know, the name change and everything. Uh, it was called, it's on my YouTube page, real underscore Alex Ryman, uh, new name, new aggression. Uh, pretty much talking about how I felt like I was pretty much an animal in the cage, mm-hmm. you know that I was just waiting for that door to open up and I felt like changing my name helped open that door. Okay. So I had all these plans when I, when I was coming back from Germany and then the Rona shut everything down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's funny, man. It's funny because I'm, I'm, you're, you're kind of walking me through your time 
timeline, which is not a thing that like a lot of a lot of people like give you the time to do. Not a lot yeah. of time. A lot of time, like people are just like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Like, like, but I, I, I wanted to kind of unbox the psychology of it in yeah. your head, not just the story for the sake of having a story to tell to the boys. You know, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, but I, the same thing is like where I saw certain things that made me pick this part of my name, and like what, what made me kind of get there. Like the same with you. I was like, oh, I was reading this book, and the book said this, so that's what I, that's what it was. The same same sort of stuff. Like that's where we have this commonality. And yeah, I mean, it's it's something, it's something that it's. It's see, I've never used my real name really. Like my, I mean, it's it's known, it's out there that my real name's not Corey Castle. But I had to start this show. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> I use that name for everything. So I I had you know it's for, I've been marketing it for my entire life, and yeah. I, I'm not gonna abandon it now. But uh, for a while, I was considering just calling myself Cornelius Castle. Like that's yeah. It, and just kind of doing like a little bit of modified version of what I had been doing with the with the the drum and the VR goggles, yeah. But just kind of like being a like a cult leader sort of character, and uh, going back, I was gonna say I just I, I wouldn't I have my real name like in parentheses on my on my Facebook page. It's like anybody yeah. really wants to know it, it's right there. But, just click on the profile. <laughs> but even even though okay, so. Uh, I have actor friends with me and my me and my girlfriend have similar acting friends. All the acting friends know me as Corey, and I yeah. introduce myself to all them as Corey. But like at home, in private life, I'm James. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, home. My my roommates call me Corey. My my mom lives across the street. She calls me James. So uh, my brother my brother used to live here, and like when mail would come, be like. Uh, who's this for? Like, it's all, it's all confusing (laughs) to a lot of people, but yeah, uh, it's, you you live in a double life and you really uh, do. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that you took the stress off of yourself to kind of protect that. And for a really long time, it like bothered me if people would call me James in public, like that used to be a thing where they're like, ah, stop. I felt the same way too. When I was using Aaron Bradley, Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's no, no one cares as much as you do. Yeah. <laughs> Not is, a single person cares as much as you do. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like, that's like the moral of existence. Not everyone cares as much as you do. <laughs> Pretty like, much, man. Like, You're so that's spot the thing on I, with that, man. That's what I, that's what I say about abs. Like, I'm like, you don't Nobody else cares that you don't have them. Like, you're the only one who cares that you don't have abs. Like, it's more about you and what you want. Like, dude, get get That's four gratification. Get a four pack. You don't need. You don't need. Like, what what are you doing? You work at you work at Sears, dude. Calm down. You don't need, you don't need abs. <laughs> I don't know if Sears is even a thing. Does anybody work at Sears anymore? I don't know. I think the Rona shut them out too. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's very much like 
I said about like everybody just because you have something that you feel someone can shame you for doesn't mean you should be ashamed of the thing. It doesn't yeah. mean you're any less worthy of unconditional love and forgiveness and support and and understanding. Right or wrong, everybody ha- who has an opinion, they want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be listened to. They want to be represented. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I added an extra at the end of represented. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 really it's such the message. Where where did because honestly and. And this is something I can only, you know, kind of talk to you about it because you'll get in ra- yeah. wrestling in my generation, you, which was quite a bit before yours. Uh, if you were if you were like a fan of wrestling and they called you a mark, it was something you weren't really allowed to be. Yeah. Like at all. It was like, oh, if you if you type if you type something up about something that's marky, you're not on their level anymore. And yeah. you're just one of the fans, like so. It, it's it was very limiting to you, as like it's like I would never I would never show up at training with like a Triple H shirt on. Like that yeah. would get that would get me like in trouble. I couldn't yeah, show I actually, up. I actually got in on the tail end of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, but became becoming a mark. For the business, to me, I always thought like when you be, when you like are in a band, you don't stop liking other bands, you don't stop talking about other bands, you you still consume music. I still yeah. consume wrestling. The only reason we're in wrestling is because we're marks. The biggest yeah. mark. No one cares as much as you think they do. <laughs> it goes right back cyclical. You're the only <laughs> one who cares as much. It's as a vicious you. circle. Because <laughs> it'll take just somebody being like, yeah, Mark. Like, nah, Mark, nah. <laughs> then, then your confidence for the rest of the day down the ter- down the drain. Rate the rate the drain. But, but the second they said it, the second they threw a jab at you, just because bring you down a notch to bring them up a notch, like that's just what that's just what our people have been doing for a long time in the business. Not not saying me, but I'm saying yeah, yeah. within the business, that's what we've done for a long time. You know, bring bring the other guys down, humble them a little bit, so that you bring yourself up a little bit more. That's just yeah. a part of it. But <laughs> it's like the second somebody would say a thing, it it you'd eat it you all day. The second they said it, the, it left their mouth. They never thought about it again. Didn't care about it again. But you're beating yourself up, and you're beating yourself up. Like uh, I did a show. I did a show. At the Hamburg Fieldhouse a couple of years ago. Oh and yes, this, yes, that's a nice place. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, Chio Valentine, you probably don't know him, but I know. He, you yeah. know Chio? He, yeah. You know he's a heavier guy, right? He's he's yeah. a heavier guy, and he came up to me and he was like, "Oh man, you're getting a little fat there." He said that to me. He's he's fat. He's a fat guy, and he he said that I was getting fat. And it beat me up for months. Like, I didn't stop thinking about it. It kept me from sleeping. The second he said it, he felt better about how fat he was. And it, and it didn't bother him at all. But for me, like, for months, I held on to that. 
And I was like, it's, man. It's so strange how, like, people need that, that gratification um, mm-hmm. of bringing someone down for that moment. Because, as you said, they say it and they get that self-gratification for a second and then they go on with their life. Like, they don't – it doesn't bother them, you know, 30 minutes from then, but, like, it just eats at you. Ever-widening circles of throwing a pebble into the water. Yep. That's what all of, all of everyone's actions all the time are. <laughs> like, yeah. any word you say, any look you give, like, any mm-hmm. noise you make, it's – it's something to like kind of be aware of, not kind of, to absolutely be aware of all the time. You have yeah. to make sure. And, and that's what, that kind of makes it weird in like a very tippy toe society that we've got to kind of be in. Like, uh, like something you can absolutely get away with making that joke with one person. You can't make any kind of joke like that with another person. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's strange to be, get misconstrued and be out of context context but it has to it's where was i going with that no maybe i was just on a rant (laughs) something's wrong with me (laughs) something's wrong with all of us that's why we got in this business yeah yeah no sane person goes hey let me take a bump well yeah well honestly man i i my my old my old uh do you know Denmark? I don't think I do. We we were in, in TNE together. Denmark had sons and he said, I'm gonna teach my sons how to play the bass guitar and they could be in a cover band and they'll get more respect than we ever did in wrestling. They're gonna <laughs> stay very far away from wrestling, they'll get paid, <laughs> people will like them and respect them. In here, they'll go, huh, don't you know that thing's fake? So a lot of like and Jr. will talk about it. The kind of he calls it uh, fat shaming of wrestling fans. Yes, uh, I take a lot of pride in it. I take a lot of pride in uh, being a wrestling fan. And I, for a while, was a little angry at the business. And I'd say, "Man, I've given my whole life to it. I've loved it with all my heart, and it's never loved me back." Like that was the kind of the the vicious thought process I was having for a while. But I was yeah. like. Uh, it it has loved me back this whole time. It hasn't paid me well. Uh, it hasn't fed me well. Uh, I've done a lot of stuff for nothing. Uh, will probably continue to do a lot of stuff for nothing. But it's really like it's really about the 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 food for my soul, the chicken soup for my soul that is that is filling that look at me whole. You know, that, that, that Corey Castle in the ring, like it's the presentation. It's, it's, it's more than, more than just me as being a wrestler. It's the entire, the entire part, part of it. So not just that when I say it hasn't loved me back, it really has because everybody, not everybody, but a good amount of the people that I know and love I've met through wrestling. A lot of the lessons that I've learned, a lot of the, that's a, that's a huge one. A lot of the lessons I've learned, good and bad, have been through the the life experience that I've gotten for since since 2002 <laughs> to now, traveling and doing different shows all over the place and meeting all different kinds of people and and manipulating the audiences, like you were saying, like making them yeah. feel things, 
And that's something that's like a, that's like a, that's like a muscle that I've got. And that's like a callous. There's no other, there's no other like high in this life than being able to make an audience like do what you want them to cheer, Mm -hmm. boo, laugh, cry, to be able to elicit real emotion out of somebody. That's such a, that's such a strong power we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's, it's like, I look at the perspective of it because I know most people, most people will go their entire lives avoiding ever like getting punched in the face. So yeah. They don't know what that feels like. Most people don't know what it's like to touch a ring. Most people don't know what it's like to, to, to do the kind of things that we do because we're like, a, we're kind of like a, a, a different breed of people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? A different breed of people. You, there's absolutely no way you can understand what it feels like to be in here and do what I, 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 if I talk about it to my comedian friends, I'll say, I look at it as much of a craft as comedy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when it, when it comes it's like an art, comedy, it really I'm, is. I'm, I'm going to craft this joke. I'm going to, I'm going to come up with this great premise. I'm going to have a couple examples. I'm going to have to ax out. You know what I mean? It's just like that where it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in that corkscrew there. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that fisherman. Like, uh, all of it is like winding up, adding to what your repertoire is. So yeah. just like it, it's it's just like it's just like being a musician. It's just like being in a band. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like once again, they get more respect than us. You know what's like, funny is like uh, I was at a party. Uh, had to be two or three years back, and I saw a friend of mine from high school, and he's got a band. Uh, his name's Eric Kilty. His band's called Losing Streak. Oh, cut that part hey, out. I'm going to cut that part out. I'm going to okay. cut that part. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> don't put your friend's band from high school over. Shit, I don't care. <laughs> I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> so, and, uh, um, just listening, like him and his uh, drummer were there. What was his name? Eric Kilty and uh, the the drummer, I think at the time. No, cut was that. Justin. I'm cut that part out. Cut that. Okay, Can, we're gonna cut that part out. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, they were there, and I don't do parties while well. I was there because I was DDing for somebody, and I saw him there. I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" You and were dunking dr- donutsing for someone. Yeah, yeah, dunking their donuts. And feeding them. And then, uh, (laughs) um, so him and his drummer were like, kind of like coming up with new ideas, new concepts, you know, for their upcoming songs. And it was cool because it was kind of like watching someone call a wrestling match, you know, it's like, okay, we'll lead in with this harmony here. And then, you know, we'll add the chorus in here, the vocal, you know, it was like, so cool. Like, I don't understand music that much, but like to see them break down a song they were crafting piece by piece by piece was such a cool experience and I, i'll never forget it because it was just like watching someone you know create their art as i would in the locker room if you and i were about to have a match do you do you know chuck Payne? who chuck Payne? i met him a couple times at uh when i would go to Capitol to see sunny okay. wrestle okay but other than high and by now i think it was might have been his first match he was t- like he was talking to me about stuff in the locker room before we ever had the match, and I was like, you know, like a song that you memorized. 
And you're like, oh, this part's going to be what the first verse is, and this is going to be part of the second verse. And I'm like, that might have just changed his whole style. You know, like, yeah, that might have been that might have changed everything. And I was just like, that was just me throwing things out. I'm like, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess you just got to keep on having ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because I I get fascinated all the time with like some of my friends that I currently have are probably going to make it in this business. Make it, when I say this business, I don't, this business to me is podcasting. This is the business, this is one of the, the wrestling business. They're probably going to make it in the wrestling business. So, cool. You know what I mean? I like having friends that are doing something. I'm really applauding that. And I'm not yeah. seeing it as any kind of competition because my voice is different. My style is different. My, my look is different. So it's like, yeah, we're not this we're not doing the same thing like that's why i mean i i i would encourage i encourage most people who i think fascinate me which i i mean i was gonna say something to you about it but like start your own podcast you should have one like it's 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 way more it's way more like getting stuff off your chest it's like therapeutic for me and I feel like it would yeah. be real helpful to you because when we had our talk, like never in my life was I having talks like this with people. Never in my life was I like pulling people aside and just like hearing their stories and seeing where they came from. I learned that bit of empathy through starting this. So if that kind of experience can happen for you, you're not, uh, you're obviously, you're absolutely in no way are you competition to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because like, you you had a background where you you know this happened to you that happened to, and I had a background where this happened and that happened. And this they're different kinds of things. We're different kinds of people. But when it comes to the things that we do love and the things that we do understand, we can be on the same page and still have a different you know a way of dispensing that. So yeah, absolutely have a podcast. Absolutely start something new where you can open yourself up. You can you can become something other than what you already are you know what i mean i i was saying for a long time in wrestling when even even when i look back and like i've been getting tagged on twitter and like um like ecwa stuff that i did yeah like, even even in that period when i thought you know i thought i was pretty good i knew that i wasn't connecting with anybody like i knew that like the people in the back didn't know me that well you know what i mean yeah. that, I didn't know them that well. Like, like I want to know everybody <laughs> because, yeah, because that'll just inform who I'd rather become. Yeah, you know. And like, <laughs> I was saying to you earlier, like, how many people like ask you what your story is and then actually sit there and listen to it? You know, and that's actually another thing. Like, probably the biggest thing that drew me to you um, was that. We were able to like you get in the the practice of just you know hey what's up okay hi you know in the locker room you know there's you know I have a lot of friends but like not many people do I know their background like I know more about you and we've only ha talked on probably three or four occasions you know <laughs> right and I know more about you than some of the people I see almost every weekend right you know. And that's what made me really appreciate you is that you took time to 
really sit down and get to know me, get to know why I'm the way you are or what, the way I am. And I, you know, got to know, you know, a lot about you and how you came up and everything that went on in your life. And we had a lot of similarities, you know, and, and mm-hmm. stuff that happened to us when we were growing up and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's something that I probably never would have really taken the initiative to find out about you if mm-hmm. you hadn't sat down and really showed showed me interest in not just like talking, but getting to know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I, I don't really, I feel like everyone should like kind of stop thinking about themselves as much as they do. You know, yeah. to, to think about how other people feel might also make you change the way you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe like makes you more grateful to, for the things that you've had, that you have, you know what I'm saying? Like if my life sucked and I was talking to you and you talked about your life sucking and like growing up for you sucked worse than it sucked for me, then I think my life sucked a little less. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I can count inside of that. Like what the things that I'm the most grateful for, because yeah. I like I always had I always had prejudgments about things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I I like without without saying it would always resent people who had both parents, like all the time. Or resent people who were like educated, like oh you think you're better than me. Like that was just the thing I always did. Like, but like yeah, talking to like more it people becomes like a kind of like a competition in yourself. Right. Almost. Right. Because right. because people want to just like bra- some hear someone brag a little bit and then go, oh, I can brag. I can brag. You want to yeah. brag, bro? Look at me. Look at wanna me. Bra- <laughs> want to have a brag off? <laughs> go brag yourself. Here's a list of what I've done. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I, I would like to give I would love to just give somebody the opportunity to, to brag themselves out. Just go ahead. Brag it out, dude. I mean. Because like everybody wants to feel heard and seen and uh, and worthy, feeling worthy of someone listening to you, and yeah. and and trying to like interact with you, maybe ask you some questions about the stuff that you got going on, like what brought you to that, and you know where are you now, that that kind of stuff, and like I I I said this up, uh, my one of my best friends, Aaron Ganey. Uh, he pa- he passed away uh, a couple years ago, three years ago now. He, <laughs> at his funeral, they opened up they opened up for people to do testimonials, right? And a lot of people did testimonials, like, and I I kept getting up, like, huh, I'll I'll go, huh, I'll go, but so many people kept getting up and going. I was like, you know what? I got a mic in front of me every week. I can I can live a a a, a testimonial to him in speaking into a microphone every single week instead of speaking in this microphone at this place for just those people to hear and then never hear it again. You know what I mean? It's, I can have that moment kind of lives on, right? This, this stays on the record. This, this kind of stays on the record. So that being the case, it's like, I'll let you, you know, I'll let you get your shit in. Like, go ahead. Tell me all. Get your shit in, dude. Like, I, I, I'm okay with it because I get my yeah. shit in enough. I get my shit in enough here. Like, I say enough things about me here that are already, like, braggy enough or, like, not braggy enough 
real personal, uh, real gross thing. Like, I, yeah. I say enough things about myself here. I've got this outlet. Yeah. I say enough gross things about me or, like, intimate things about me on my other podcast, Rassle Rock. Or, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's like, I, I, I'd absolutely love to hear the fascinating story of what made you also damaged enough to, to give away your adult years, <laughs> give away your carnival. adult years to this carnival. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, or, or honestly, honestly, just tell me about all the cool stuff. I don't care. Like that's, that's fine too. You want to talk to me about the opponents you've had and the matches you've been at and like that cool. Like the companies that you work for. Cool. If that makes you feel fine, like makes you feel heard and seen. Yes. Say them. I'll hear them. Like speak the words. I'll watch you. That's yeah. fine. Cause like, I feel like they can learn more from, from just watching me hear them <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah pretty much man really and like for me like as i said earlier like wrestling's always been my coping mechanism my go-to and like my my outlet for everything uh because and we've had we actually had this talk about addictions and stuff like that when i saw you last mm -hmm. and i know for myself that uh I have a very addictive personality, so mm -hmm. I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I don't use any type of recreational drug. Uh, if I can help it, I don't even take ibuprofen, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I'm um, pretty similar. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've watched people in my family growing up struggle with drugs, drinking, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, that looks like it sucks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um let's not go there you right. know so i was like you 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 go ahead and storm to the beach that one's all you you go ahead yeah like i'll yeah. let I'll, I'll let you have that experience i'll i'll stay over here having a different experience yeah I'll, I'll be over here watching kurt hennig and nick bockwinkle if you need me <laughs> dude that match um, let's let's get into it let's get that into the first talk match i ever watched <laughs> I love that match <laughs> for this very reason. When Kurt Henning sends him off and gives him the 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 the, the chop on the, the head. axe, yes. When he gives him the, the the axe right to the head, and then Bachwinkle sells down and he like he he gigs, and there's a <laughs> dude in the front row who saw it happen. I I love watching that guy go. Oh my god. Oh my god! Oh my god! He had a blade. He caught himself. Like just like reading that guy, reading that guy's lips. He had something in his hand. Like watch every little syllable come out. He had something in his hand, and he rubbed it across his head, and now he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> that is like so. Such a specific thing. It's such a specific thing for you to mention that match and for me to have a story about that, like watching that match. Like uh, the the other one the uh, that they had at Super Clash was the one that I first watched. That is responsible for me wanting to be a professional wrestler. 
the the one they had at Super Clash Two. It was nineteen eighty eight in the Cow Palace for the AWA title, mm-hmm. and my 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 dad noticed that I was starting to take a liking to wrestling. I was only young. I was had to be six, six or seven, and you know I was taking a liking to wrestling. I would watch it, but kind of like pay attention to it more than other things, you know, because mm-hmm. at six or seven, you're not really watching a two no, hour yeah, show. Yeah, I, I, I say this all the time and it's going to sound like repetitive because I say it on here all the time. Like I was unaware of what day of the week it was or what time of the day it was. Like I didn't keep track of any of that. I didn't know how yeah. to tell time until I was like in high school. Like I, the mat, the object of time and, and like days of the week and, all that is just I didn't wear a watch. I didn't care. Yeah. I was too busy living. I was too busy yeah. living to worry about the 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 uh time time's a construct, man. It's a man made it's a man made listen, bro. Listen, bro. I don't need no time, bro. I don't need no watch. I just <laughs> live in the moment. Yeah, dude. That's that's how I was until like I was like Oh man, I gotta watch Raw and Nitro, and they're both you know that. that yeah, I think flipping, pro wrestling is in between. What? So when it comes to me, then go, going back, let's circle it back around to me saying, "Oh, I hate how you know I love wrestling so much, but it doesn't love me back." It taught me how to tell time. You know what <laughs> I mean? I cared yes. about it so much, I had to worry about what time it was and what day of the week it was. So you didn't because miss it. Yeah. I love. Yeah, it, so. Absolutely, I cannot say that wrestling owes me anything. Like it's done its part for me. I would love, of course, I would love to make a living in wrestling. Always have wanted yeah. that. Uh, I'm, I'm cool enough. I'm, you know what I mean. I'm marketable enough. I'm good enough as a wrestler for that to happen. Yeah. But if it doesn't happen, I know wrestling's given me enough. Like for yeah. for like making me this person that I. I, I couldn't imagine being anybody else. And and I would pay $10 to see me. God dang it. I, I definitely would now because I'm much better than I was in 2016. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever told me in 2016 that I kind of looked like, you know when you open a can of biscuits and it kind of pops out a little bit? <laughs> That's what my midsection looked like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny about that? Like... In regular life, most people you see and talk to, they don't care at all. Yeah. Most people that you see aren't in good shape at all. Like, no. But then when you go to a wrestling show, you're like, man, all these dudes are like really jacked and in good shape and they got abs. <laughs> I feel like shit about myself. <laughs> that, does that sound about the ballpark? <laughs> Pretty much, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so self-conscious it's so funny how self-conscious like wrestlers are like we're these on camera we're these big macho masculine you know beat each other's brains in and then behind the camera we're like oh my god i i, I got love handles oh oh my god that guy got that guy's got more muscles than i do oh, what what about me <laughs> gray wolf you know gray wolf i love gray wolf he's he was my on roommate that what's on that? that show that you we were talking to. We were talking. Oh about. yeah, yeah. Okay, he's my roommate. We had the conversation. We he yeah he he told me to tell you. He told me to tell you what's up. He was walk. I don't know if you could hear people talking in the other room. I he can. was in there. He was, but he 
he long went since went somewhere else, but he was telling me to say what's up to you. But what's up, Gray Wolf? <laughs> we uh, when we when we sit around, we're like, like, dude, you, have you ever met anybody as in good shape as Gray Wolf? No, it's really rare that you're gonna meet anyone who's in that good a shape. That guy has muscles in places I don't have places. <laughs> <laughs> but him and I will sit around and bitch to each other about like like fat stuff and like <laughs> pinch, pinching shit that's not there. It'll just be skin. <laughs> like that's just what we do. Body dysmorphia. We're such self-conscious animals, man. Like right. Like it's so funny. That red light turns on. We turn into fucking killers and like these big macho machismo guys. And then like that red light turns off. We're like, oh man, what? Oh, oh no, oh, oh no. <laughs> I just I just revealed to him like about some insecurity I have. And I'm so insecure about it. If like there's pictures of me at a show and you can see that thing, then I just don't share the photo. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> I don't save it. And I'm like, ah, I don't want anyone. That's such a such a minute thing that, of course, only I care about, and nobody and else does. Nobody else cares as much as you do. Right. <laughs> I nobody think that's, else. That's pretty much the theme of this whole yeah. entire conversation. Right. Exactly. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> that that wrestlers are just fragile animals, and no one cares as much as they do right. <laughs> about themselves. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I I hate to lend to a stereotype, but I'm right there. <laughs> I I'm guilty as well. Right, I think right. all of us are. And if you say you're not, you're a liar. <laughs> but um have have you listened to any of the show? I f- forgot what you said when you answered did you answer that earlier? Um, you showed you showed me some clips and stuff like that uh when we had talked about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you were, you were explaining that it wasn't really a wrestling podcast and, you know, you kind of talk about comedy and stuff like that. So you're like, here's like some excerpts of it and stuff like that. And you show me your YouTube and everything, or was it YouTube? Yeah. Something like that. Um, you show me clips on your phone and stuff like that, you know, stuff mm-hmm. you've covered and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, um, I hope that it's not a wrestling podcast has become pretty clear. Like I'm not gonna go. Tell me about your favorite match. Who's yeah. your best opponent? <laughs> like, what do you, you got you know coming up? Is, like, we we've talked about everything except for that. Like, we've talked about like the inside working of like what goes into what we do. You know right. what what goes through our minds on a daily basis right. when it comes to character development and like fat cells. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's yeah. It's 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 kind of more of a podcast about like trying to grow as a person honestly yeah i i hope that you know i hope that i continue to do this for the rest of my life and i hope anyone who listens to it maybe catches a sentence or two that like resonates with them and then they go oh wow cool like i didn't think of it that way maybe now i'll look at everything different yeah (laughs) so and this is honestly probably the most fun i've had on a podcast because everything is like Everything's like, uh, you know, when did you start? What was your first match? You know, like copy, paste, repeat, copy, right. paste, repeat. right, right. Yeah, copy, I, paste. I, that's what I was telling you earlier. Like, I was just so sick of those. And the, you know, what's funny is like, 
most like this this wasn't an option like skype or whatever back when i used to do them all the time it was just like over the phone or something and i could tell that like while i was talking to them and answering their questions they were like fiddly farting with other things you know what i mean or like staying distracted (laughs) but i want to make sure that it's very known that i'm not trying to fiddly fart or diddly dally and i'm (laughs) really want to Really want to dive into the deep end on a lot of things. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, when was your first match? <laughs> um, let me see. No, you already said it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just being as cliche as possible. Uh, it it's funny when people like, I dude, I I had stopped being a guest on people's podcasts for a while, and. I actually don't mind it at all anymore. Like it used to be something that it was like, all right, it's another thing about like, ask me about, ask me about gimmicks and ask me about the, my favorite match that I've ever had. Come on, stop. But like now what I have, like I've become such a more versatile, like speaker. I can speak about anything. That's not that if, if the question goes there, I can, I can maybe touch it for one second and then talk about, Anything else? And you know, it's funny for me. Like, I, I almost like don't like the "What's your favorite match?" or "What? Who's your favorite wrestler?" question mm-hmm. because everything in wrestling is so different from the last. Right? Yeah. You know, it's an ever changing, ever evolving. Like, it's hard to say who my favorite is. I, know, I can tell you who my favorites yeah. are. Like that. Yeah. That's, exactly. It's a. It's a spectrum. It's a yeah. big spectrum. Yeah. Because, like, different wrestlers and different entertainers hit different parts of us. Yeah, we're little pinball machines. Pretty much. Right. You know? And it's like, and it's such an emotional-based performance. Right. You know? Because we're triggering those emotions, whether it's getting someone to absolutely adore you or getting someone to hate you or even walking that gray line. Don't discount the fact that you're also also trying to not die. Everything hurts. That's so you're true. dealing with pain at the same time as you're and, trying to evoke emotions and have an artistic match. And you know what? That's another thing that gets lost. And I, I used to get so mad when people are like, oh, that shit's fake. When, I would t- when they would ask. The, the two things that I would hate when I would tell people I was a professional wrestler. One was how much do you make, which I feel is a, an absurd question to ask anyone. You, have you ever answered honestly about that? You're like, yeah, not much. Like, I know. Uh, dude, everybody, anybody who's ever asked me how much I make at a show, like, I'm like, you think I've been doing this for 19 years and still never got anywhere? If, like, I was yeah. making money, you think I'd still yeah. be working? You think I'd still be working at the at the call center you think i wouldn't still be working at the warehouse you think i still wouldn't be working as a bus driver like of course i'm not making a lot like yeah and i i would say to people people in cover bands (laughs) they get more money yeah like it's more like doing open mic nights yeah and like with that question, like it's just such it's a awesome. rude thing. It you don't is. walk it's up fair. to a CEO, a CEO of a company, is like, "Hey, man, how much do you make before taxes?" Like, it's it's very like presumptuous and yeah. judgmental. Uh, yeah, but you know that comes from 
you have to put yourself in their shoes there for a minute. Like I get, yeah. I get that it's rude and I get that it sucks, but like, you might not be the, you might be the only wrestler they've ever met. Anybody who's ever That's thought very- this was something they wanted to do. Like I, I, I had to put that back. That's what probably helped me with having better matches was like understanding that a good amount of these people who are coming here to watch this already have never seen wrestling before and already have a preconceived notion that it's bullshit. Yeah. So I have to make sure my, my matches stay snug. Everything looks good. Yes. And they, they come away from it with an experience that's outside of the experience that they already expected. So that changes my, that changes the perspective when I go do comedy. Cause my, my jokes are like, Oh, well I know maybe some of these people never saw me do comedy before. Well, I'm going to change whatever they're thinking. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's it's a matter of like juggling others' expectations. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like uh, me and you have a similar outlook in that in that way. Is like I I go into every match thinking that you know one there's somebody in the room that's never watched a wrestling show before, mm-hmm. so we have to show them what it is. And two, there's a good amount of them already thinking what we do is fake. But my mindset is if I can get them for a split second, if I can make them question reality for, oh, oh, was that, do those guys not like each other? Or does, what, was something messed up? You know, if they can question that for a second and we leave that doubt in their mind for the rest of the night, they're going to question what they're seeing, whether they want to believe it's bullshit or not. This is something I, somebody had asked me, about like pride, like pride in wrestling. Some of my like proudest, proudest, like biggest mat, biggest uh, accomplishments, and like biggest crowds. Like honestly, don't wrestle in front of a lot of like big, big crowds. Haven't yeah. really, haven't really since like the early two thousands. Wrestling isn't as big as it was, but it kind of is bigger in some ways. It's a weird, weird middle ground that we're kind yeah. of living in a limbo period. Um, but. You know, it's better than it was, but not as good as it was before. Like, it's cyclical, right? Yeah. So, the uh, one of the one of my proudest moments as an in-ring performer was in front of four people. I mean, that's probably an embellishment. I don't know how many people. It was not a lot of people, but I know it was an outside show in Dover, and it stuck started raining it's 20 minutes from where i'm at or wait dover delaware or dover new jersey dover delaware oh never mind that is not so 20 it minutes start, from where it, start, it came it started raining as we were out there yeah and the few people that there was started going inside or like leaving completely because yeah. they were getting all wet but we were we were like we were snug with each other me and the guy that we were in a match with and a group of people all gathered near each other under an umbrella and they were like, damn, them motherfuckers hitting each other for real. That was the <laughs> proudest moment of my career. Yes. <laughs> damn, those motherfuckers hitting each other for real. <laughs> so it's like, yes, that, that is a prouder moment than any t- title I ever won because like, I don't know if the cat's out of the bag. When you win a title, you didn't win anything. It's not a win or lose. It's not a, it's not a competition. <laughs> It's a show. You're dropping bombshells on me, Corey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Like, 
I've never, I've, I've never won a match. Uh, like, I, I, I've gotten three counts on people. I've, uh, I've had titles. Like, I've had many titles, but it's like none of those are things I actually won. Yeah, it was it, like it's not, it's not like UFC or anything, and like. That that's another thing that's like I'm so sick of hearing like, oh, but like you guys aren't like the UFC. Okay, no one ever said we were like the UFC. Mm-hmm. To right. to like compare the UFC to WWE is like comparing this remote and this bolt. They're they're both material, but they're not the same. Right. They don't, right. Have, they don't even have the same purposes. Like right. they're serving two different communities. Like right. it's. Yeah, like, like I, I don't get why people have to draw that line of like, oh, but you guys aren't really hurting someone. Yeah, but the Game of Thrones was fake too, and you guys cried over the finale of that. That's that's a, a very very broad brush to paint with. Yeah, saying that that word fake implies that nothing hurts when it all yeah. hurts. Everything so, hurts. I actually have the perfect answer for that. When people are like, "Don't you know it's all fake?" I tell them. If it was fake, I wouldn't have holes in my smile. Right. Right. It, it's everything hurts. Uh, like I'd be able to breathe better. My yeah. nose has been broken so many times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh, I wouldn't. It's 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 all it's all like by saying it's fake or like ruling it out by saying like oh it's all predetermined or. However, however they word it as uh, to to dismiss it, it's like, it's like, but the art of it is it hurts, but I'm not out. You know what I mean? I'm not injured. I'm not beyond, beyond hurt. It's like, I'm, did you know, did you know, uh, Z-Bar? I don't think I remember. Tom Hirschman. He was a CZW guy. Uh, he he just passed away, but he had a tattoo on his arm that said "Pay in Pain," and that would be that's kind of like the theme of us. We're we yeah. we like we're we're sacrificing that, and like yeah. not only are we sacrificing that, but we're sacrificing our like not just like our health and lives. I mean, of course, it's like dangerous and people have died in it, but that wasn't where I was going with it. I was saying like like if somebody goes, "Oh, you want to come to my wedding?" Well, I got a show that day. How many yeah. weddings, how many parties, how many birthdays, how many holidays, how many like family members who aren't as close with me because like I wasn't there? Like, yeah, I actually have had, you know, uh, friends and family stop inviting me to stuff because they knew not out of, you know, being mad, but they knew that I was always on the road. You know, yeah. like when things were open, I was traveling sometimes Thursday to Sunday and working a full time job with security. But, so it was like, I've missed weddings, birthdays, Christmas, Easter, funerals. So when you have that, be the thing. When you have that, be the thing. That's that's everything you are. And then someone yeah. says that's fake. They're not saying just that it's fake. They're saying you're fake. Your effort's fake. Your, your life is worth it. Right. You you're giving your entire life to it. Of course, it's not paying me enough. But here's what it's doing. It's giving me structure. It's it's helping me. It's helping me connect with people. It's helping me uh, fill this void that I've got. And yeah, and I it's 
the the weirdest thing, dude. I I love doing stand up comedy. I love it, love it, love it. It's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite things. Uh, I love acting. I really do. Like these are things I'm I'm pretty good at. I think yeah. I'm good at them. I think I'm good at them. Pro wrestling, I know I am. Like that's yeah. the difference. Like this is this is the the language I learned. You know, yeah. instead of learning another language or learning a like a trade, the trade I learned was this. This is what I know, and it's not very value to, valuable as far as physically out in the real world. But when it comes to like maybe doing stunts or something, but like I'm talking about like for you know working at a call center or something. But when it comes to like how to talk to people, like that might help me. You know what I mean? Yeah. That might help. That might help my my joke writing. That might help. So everything I'm doing, hopefully, ideally, is serving the next thing. And I, I say this a lot. So if you listen to the show and you've heard me say that before, go ahead and go ahead and press us fast forward 15 seconds. But if not, prepare. <laughs> so the the podcast, uh, if people hear me on the show. And they go, oh, I'm going to check out that wrestling, right? People see me at wrestling, and they go, oh, I'm going to check out, see if this guy's got any podcasts that he's been on that are cool. Oh, he's got his own podcast? Great. So they discover me from wrestling, it comes back to the podcast. Comedy, it comes back to the podcast. Acting comes back to the podcast. Touring goes back to the podcast. Like, everything I want to do will come back to, like, like the message of it all, the message of it being ultimately bigger than what I am as a wrestler or as a comedian, but yeah. it's who I am as a person. And that's more valuable. I know it is in my heart. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, it's not something I, uh, like, I think there's value to it. Like that. I'm, I, I hopefully I'm, I'm building a voice for myself through this and through yeah. all those things. So hopefully, you know, the reason I'm calling it evolving with Corey Castle isn't just because I'm on it. Like, you're evolving with me. If yeah. someone's listening to the show, they're listening to me evolve. And and hopefully that's making them better, too. That's what, like, yeah. what, I, that's what I ultimately want to do. And I want to do that for as many people as I can for as long as I can. And I, I'm going to keep on having each one of those things lend to the other thing so that it can lend to other people. Yeah. But it's not as lending. It's kind of a giving, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I do. Sometimes when I do comedy, I go, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to say this thing and I hope it stays with you for the rest of the night. Hopefully longer than that. <laughs> like, but here's a lesson to take away. Here's the, like, I hope you think about this every time this happens, every time, a thing like this happens. I hope you think about this, this bit from me right now, Corey Castle. Check out my podcast. <laughs> like, I, I will, you know, like the, it's, I've learned to be a salesman. You know what I mean? So I have to, yeah. And the, the, the product is me. The product is the value that I think I have in how important my words might be. Why, why does anybody start a podcast unless they think, their voice and their opinion is important enough for others to hear. Yeah, pretty much. It's that. It's that. Look at me, whole again. Yes. Yeah. That's, dude. That's honestly, 
I, for the longest time, I was having a hard time getting female guests. And every, every male who I was talking to about coming on the podcast, and this isn't about like, uh, that's, this isn't about the duality. Like I, I get more, it just seems like men are more like, they feel more entitled to like being heard. And yeah. women, are, women are like, I'll let you talk. Like what, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't think, yeah. I don't think as many women really, I don't you know, this is generalization, and I don't mean it to be that way, but it's it seems like I'm hopefully getting evening it out a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and and I I for sure want to have like non-binary. I want to have some trans. Like that, this all things eventually. I want to like I had Sonny on last September. Yeah, that's he's one of my best friends. Him, uh, Kenny Bengal, the Graysons. Uh, they all we all started together uh ali rex mike orlando mm-hmm. and those guys you know i really am lucky that i found those guys because they push everyone to be better around them you know mm-hmm. there's no ego if they see you slipping like getting lazy or you know oh you know you did something in the ring it looked like shit or you're you're kind of like you know you're slacking in the gym you're getting a little dough in the middle like they'll tell you but it's not out of a place of hurt. It's out of a place that, Hey, I want you to be better, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and like, uh, Sonny kiss and Kenny Bengal are my two best friends, not just in wrestling in life. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't think I know Kenny Bengal, but, uh, what's up, Kenny? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. We all, we all started us three. We all started within the same year. Okay. At uh, East Coast Pro Wrestling. Okay. And uh, it's funny because at first I thought Kenny hated me, was but that, he's just like very. Gino. Something? Gino Caruso. Gino. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's a you know, he's a very misunderstood fellow as well. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, how uh, he gets. He, he How many people do you know people. that are all the way understood, <laughs> like yeah. right from the bat? Um, <laughs> like he, he gets tough. he gets a lot of hate on on you know the local indies because of how he does some things. But the way I look at it, if it wasn't for Gino Caruso, I wouldn't have gotten a chance to be uh, Aaron Bradley. I wouldn't oh, have gotten a chance. He, Gino is misunderstood. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were trying to say that the Kenny was under, misunderstood. Oh, no, but, he gets misunderstood too, but <laughs> mainly because he has the male form of resting bitch face <laughs> and his jokes, his jokes are very dry, but it, once you get to know him and you realize how funny they actually are, like, dude, uh, like deadpan, deadpan and like actual like super stern, serious, like, like, uh, dad jokes coming out of a zero smile. <laughs> those are the best. I love it. I, I I I pepper them into my standup because like I just have yeah. to I just have yeah. to because it's like I I want to make sure I get as much laughs in like a, a short period of time as possible you know what I mean yeah so if I just go if I do one like premise that's a long thing between doing that I'll throw in a, a throwaway one liner dad joke pun of some sort and then go into like a a more deep premise. It's just like it's just like heat heat heat. It's just like heat 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 oh, heat oh. heat. 
false hope. Yeah, all of that. It's it's the same. It's the same like up and down. It's it's roller coaster. It's the the manipulate emotions through making sure it seems like a spontaneous thing. Like with acting, like you hate watching something where someone's acting and, and they're acting, and like you can tell they're saying lines yeah. that they weren't thinking. Like acting is a spontaneous conversation. Like yeah. it make it has to seem like it's come it's actually coming out of you. Yeah, like it's you actually have things to really you're gonna put say. Put yourself in that role. Put yourself in. Okay, if you're playing this character, how would this character feel in this moment? You know, because anybody can read a script. Anybody right. can read a line and recite it and remember it and recite it. Mm-hmm. But to remove yourself from your inner being and completely take over this extra person and become that person that's a that's a crazy skill so that's so i was saying like wrestling has made me a better actor so i can read scripts better like i can do line i could do i can say things better like help me like really get inside of what emotions i'm supposed to tap into or like like for joke writing like what what pop what's gonna pop what's gonna what's gonna build what's gonna what's going to lose them. You know what I mean? Like cutting the fat when I come to like open mic and something doesn't go over very well, then I'm going to change the way I say it or I'm going to cut it out completely. So it's kind of like that with, you know, with moves, with moves in wrestling or with with segments, with spots, with, with sequences, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like the arrangement. And not a lot of people can really understand when I talk like that, but, uh, but I know you, you'd get it because yeah, uh, you're you're kind of in both you're in both worlds with it with with yeah. me, you know. Uh, so what what I what I dig about this show is that everything everything's like on the record, honestly. Like, and, I, and this is another thing I said on here a million times. Uh, when I first started it, my my mom was telling me. Like this is like right before I started the podcast, my mom was telling me that she had taken voicemails that uh, that were left on her phone from her best friend who passed away and from her mom. And she's and she saved them onto a CD. She said, you know, how like when someone dies, and you kind of forget what their voice sounds like. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. I want for like when I pass away to have like left some sort of recording that maybe can help you grief a little more or like learn some lessons so yeah i was like i don't want that that's why that's one of the reasons i wanted to have the podcast but then i also wanted to have the podcast so that when i could have guests on who fascinated me in some way who inspired me in some way who really intrigued me to want to like kind of get to know them a little bit more i could have these conversations with them and say like dude i treasure you dude i i barely know you but I'm glad we're friends, and I hope this is just the start. Still, I appreciate still. that, man. I so, really and do that's on the record. That. That's on the record. That's outliving us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true, man. And like, as I said earlier, like we've only talked three or four, maybe five times now, mm-hmm. and I know more about you because you took the time to sit out and like. There's a show going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. we kind of got lost in our own little bubble talking right. about our our paths to get to where we were what led us to this to this tax money show (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, man. Tax yeah. money mania. <laughs> it, it's weird, man. I, I, I get into saying all the time about like people who like who like want to run shows are like really only doing it because they just love wrestling so much and they aren't going to make any money. They're going to lose what they got. It, so it, it's like it's just a, such a passion for people. And I wish that was more broadly understood how much of a passion this is and like why it matters. And it, yeah. it's 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 something that I have to be proud of my people. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I say my people, these wrestling people, wrestling fans, uh, people who are in it. Of course, there are just as much fans who are in the business than fans of the business. Yeah. Like, so I'm, I, I, I make the joke all the time. It's like when I say the rock was ours first, we gave, we let the rest of you have him. Yeah. Like as us, us wrestling fans, we knew how great he was. We let you guys yeah. have him. We're yeah. like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This guy's a national treasure. You're about to find out. Right. Right. You'll, you'll find out how awesome he is. We knew we've known this all time. And, and, and then I mean, the tooth fairy, and then the tooth fairy came out. And we're like, no, 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 trust me, he's good. Just well, well he he needed that. I mean, look, <laughs> same with same with Batista. You know, uh, yeah. He he had another movie just like it's like when I'm watching that, it's watching the progression. Yeah, it's like well, you got to have that family friendly movie. You got to have that. You got to yeah. have that tearjerker. You got to have that serious role. You got to have that action. You got to have yeah. that kick ass. Like and have got to have that funny. Like he did Stuber. Like that was good. That was like yeah. I'm talking about Batista. And it's like it's just showing range because everything lends to something else. And yeah, we already had the manipulating thoughts and feelings and emotions through our training. And it's like deep inside our marrow. It's like the 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 like un unspoken like paragon inside of you. You know. Yeah. And like this, like wrestling's like help them get to that point, like to understand how to become a role. You know, it's it's crazy that like something that's classified as fake has helped other people get more success in other real entertainments. Oh yeah, dude, uh, John Cena is becoming like uh like The Rock all over again. Yeah, yeah, uh, good. That's great. You know. That gets more eyes on the business, maybe. And say, who's going to yeah. be the next one that does it? Who's going to be yeah. the next one that does it? Who's going to be the next? Who's going to be the next guys on the on a uh, small scale indie level that like make it and do something? Yeah. Like, like, how close were you with Gacy? Um, I've been on a bunch of shows with him, uh, but like now he's the dude. Everybody's talking about this dude. You know yeah. what I mean? As far as uh, in ring and wrestling, I'm and, saying. He's he's one of those guys that I always wanted to work with, mm-hmm. but like never was given the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, other than like being on shows with him and talking to him very briefly, like I, I don't know him too well. But I'm I'm glad to see his hard work pay off because yeah, that that dude worked harder than a lot of people in the locker room. Yeah, it, uh, him and I like him and I have had the same kind of kind of conversations you and I had in the locker room where it's just like yeah, like, oh we're just seeing where this goes uh because for sure listen as much as you as much as you speak because 
you might learn something you didn't know. Yeah. Like, just shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so funny. It's a, another thing I say a lot. But I think it's worth applying. And if I say these things enough times that they like beat into somebody's head and they actually apply them, that's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, shit, where was I going? I forgot. You lost but, yourself again. Yeah. But it's like, really, I, I don't think there's any harm in like, learning something big about somebody and like making friends with somebody who like makes something of themselves. Like, yeah. And like, especially that person is less likely to like big time you, which yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of friends who've made it who don't talk to me anymore, but it's but so I, shitty I, how that happens. Like, right. But I have a, a, a couple of friends who are doing something who are still my friends, you know, but there are people in wrestling who kind of make it and then just won't answer your calls or your text messages or your Facebook yeah. messages. And uh, that sucks. They leave you on yeah. red. Yeah. Yep. I I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, uh, when, I, when I have any conversations with people and I have them on the podcast, my podcast isn't that big of a deal yet. You know what I mean? So... The, con- the, the consequences are really low because the audience isn't very big or broad. So it goes like, it goes like, well, I'm going to be as sincere with you as I'd like you to be with me, and it'll be yeah. on the record, and then you make it, you get somewhere, and then you're the person who continues to speak with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I like having f- friends who are re- real friends not friends who are like, and I, I haven't even said this to, to Tremont. When he started trying to run shows, I was like, you ready for people to, hey, buddy, you to death? Yep. Yep. Uh, and like, I, I, I talk to uh, Sonny about that all the time because uh, with him and All Elite Wrestling now, mm-hmm. there's people that two years ago wouldn't have given him the time of day that are like, hey, how do I get a job now? Right, like, right. Yeah, you're you're valuable to them only because you're useful for you to answer that question that makes yeah. them think that they can do what you do better than you can do it. Like yeah. in The Departed, who think who do you think thinks they can do your job better than you? That's that's anybody. That's anybody who sees you and compares themselves to you and goes, "All right, I got I'm better than them." Yeah. Oh, who, like that's not up to you. You're supposed to be yeah. humble. Yeah, it's not up to you. I I don't I don't go around making declarations that I'm funny. I don't make declarations that I'm attractive or cool or like have a good body. That's all stuff for other folks to say. You know what I mean? And and then I can then I can not take a compliment because I hate myself. <laughs> and and then it's a way to be validated. You know what I mean? It's a way to sort of fill this hole. This, this like, Oh man, I got, I I got cast in the thing and I'm, I'm high on high as high can be as far as confidence wise. And then like, and then I'll be like, well, my card just got declined. (laughs) And then, (laughs) well, it's so funny. Cause like, I've been there to 
Right. I've been there to the point where it's like, man, I just had this really awesome match, blah, blah, blah. We had it going and blah, blah, blah. And then you go to quick check to get a coffee for the road. It's like, and then the, the, the automated thing starts yelling, your cards decline. Like, shh, I don't need everyone knowing I'm broke. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I had this bit I was trying to do. I had a, I went to, I went to this new year's Eve party at this bar and it was like $40 for all you could drink for the whole night. So, um, I went to the ATM machine at the bar and I took $40 out happened to be, that was the only $40 that I had. Oh, no. So I got a receipt and I stuck the receipt in my back pocket with my wallet. Um, and then I can, then I started drinking and I got up from wherever I was and my, 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 my receipt must've fell out when I was sitting down. And I came back from getting a drink and this girl had a receipt in her hand and I was like, oh shit, that's my receipt, isn't it? Like, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, I don't know what this is, but whoever this is, they is broke as fuck. And I was like, oh yeah, let me see that. Loser. <laughs> what a loser this guy is. Whoever this oh, person is, who's clearly oh, not me. Man. I got my shit all together. Yeah, I'm a big star. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh it's like uh, i just <laughs> i just want to i just want to stop comparing you know what i mean yeah. i want to stop living a comparative life all the yeah. time like just because somebody's happy doesn't mean they're more happy than you it just means yeah. that they're happy when you see they're happy and i think social media has maybe changed that on a lot of people too because people put their best self up you know what i mean yeah people show you what they want you to see not everything yeah. and like when you're going through hard times, you're not alone. Everybody goes through some hard times sometimes. That's why, that's why, like another thing I want to make sure I say to you on the record, if you ever, ever, ever feel like you need a friend, you need somebody to talk to, some judgment-free conversation, I hope you already know inside of you that I'll be that for you. I hope I could be any resource for you if you decide to start your own podcast. I appreciate that, man, like a lot. Good, good. I appreciate you a lot, man. I do. So uh, there's a thing I, I always do on here. Um, or I always say I have this segment that I, I'm calling audio time travel, right? So I've already told you this audio is outliving us. Yeah. This, this, this interview, this video, who knows, you know, who knows if we'll be able to listen back to it or not, right? Uh, but if that is being the case, let's say that somebody who loves you and cares about you, like 10 years from now, wants to see what 2020, 2020 Alex is, like this, this, this exact time stamp in the weirdest time in the world, the weirdest oh time God. to be an American, the weirdest corona weird like not even that just the fact that the, the world is in such disarray yeah and the things that inspire you the lessons that you've learned that have kind of made you who you are that have made you go okay hypothetically you're doing this this audio time travel you're speaking to this person you're speaking to whoever loves you whether you know whether it's your kids whether it's your mom whether it's somebody who's listening to this to go like what is the major 
Aaron Bradley, Alex, like you just speak to that person right now. Um, I think that the biggest thing I can say is like for myself, I get so caught up in trying to make the most of every situation. I just forget to enjoy the situation. Just take time and breathe and really, you know, be thankful for what you have around you, you know, because I think a lot of us, we took shows for granted and like we, you know, we were doing it so much, you know, three, four, five shows a week to a point where now we're not doing any shows. And it, it like this, this whole quarantine thing, it, it took a, a toll on me mentally because two of my outlets were wrestling and working out at a, at a gym, you know, and that was taken from me. So really just appreciate what you have in front of you. You might not be where you want to be right now, but if you keep grinding, you'll be there. You'll get to what you want. You know, there's nothing that can stop you except for you. Two more things. I'll send you on your way. Hot dog and a handshake and get out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> I always say this and, and I think it's really cool. And this, this kind of goes back to where I said to you that I'm, I hope this is just the beginning. You know what I mean? I hope this is just the start of where we go as, as friends. And I, 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 I'm optimistic. I think this is, this is a real cool relationship that we're building, but I would say the things that you want, sometimes they don't exist yet. Yeah. Like when, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian and I wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't want to, I didn't know I wanted to be a podcaster. That didn't exist yeah. yet. Sometimes you yeah. don't know exactly what you want until you what you want is looking you right in the face because it didn't exist yet. So be easier on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Stop beating yourself up for not being somewhere in your life because the somewhere that you've got to be maybe doesn't exist yet. Like maybe I like maybe that a lot. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, the, your love of your life isn't alive yet. That it's 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 weird, but it's have some grace with yourself. Yeah, I want to make sure I got that point across to you. <laughs> now I appreciate that. This is the way I wrap it up every time. The way we wrap it up every time. Okay. Hypothetically, hypothetically, I've gifted you this podcast. Okay. So from now on, it's not evolving with Corey Castle anymore. It's evolving with Alice. Right. So, yeah. This has been your first episode. This has been the pilot episode of your new podcast. In a very Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, how do you like wrap up the takeaways? And, and have people like understand the life lessons that you've evolved through? Um, I, I think like the running theme is in this whole conversation was not to beat yourself up. No one's going to care as much as you do about something. And if you just overthink things, it's going to drive yourself insane, you know? Remember to just live in the moment and to breathe, you know, 
enjoy what you have in front of you because life is a gift. It really is, you know? And if you're too worried about what other people have or what other people are doing, you're not going to enjoy the gift you were given on that day. Is that it? Pretty much, yeah. All right. All right. I, I lied. I'm going to say one. I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity while we're on the record. And I said the, the stuff that I've already said, is there anything that you want to ask me at all? Anything that you need to know or you want to say to me, then this is your chance. And then hot dog and handshake and you can roll. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we've, we've covered like everything, you know, like, um, I'm excited to do this again in the future and see where both of us have evolved from this point on, you know, especially mm-hmm. once we survive this monster that is 2020, you know, yeah. um, we, we covered such a, a vast array of things. And like, we, like, I always love talking to you because it's not just small talk, mm-hmm. you know, right. we go into details on, you know, what made me the character or what made you the character you are and stuff like that. There's, there's so much layers to the conversations we have. And I don't have that with a lot of people because one, I know that I have trouble opening up to people. So if I see that I have your full attention, that means a lot to me. And I appreciate the time you've given me to, you know, a year and a half ago, the time you gave me what we spoke for like probably 45, 50 minutes, you know, just Mm -hmm. getting to know each other. And the time we've now accrued on this podcast, which is about an hour and 40 minutes. Like, (laughs) I really do appreciate getting to know you as a person. I really want to do this in the future and see where we've evolved and, you know, where our different lives, you know, our different paths in life have taken us, you know, with your acting and your, your comedic, you know, uh, stand-up comedy and stuff like that. And wherever I choose to go from here, you know, um, hopefully the world opens up and we can, you know, start knocking those doors down of opportunity in our, our respective career paths. (laughs) I hope so. I really do. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, dude. I'm, I love what you do. I, Thank you I so keep much. telling you every time, every time I'm talking to you about it, I'm like, I just want to keep seeing you do doing this because you're going to get better every time, dude. Thank you. Like experience is the best teacher. Experience is the best teacher. So you're just going to get more experience. You're going to get better at it. And I'm, I'm here for it. I think it's going to be I great. I appreciate that so much, man. And, and I'm here for you too, as well. And like, same offer goes to you, as you said before, like if you ever need anyone to talk to, you know, you got my personal number, you got my Facebook and everything, Twitter, hit mm-hmm. me up. I'm always there if you need someone to talk to or even just to kind of like, you know. Yeah, dude, I got I got I got weirded out by uh, seeing your promo. I saw a promo that you did with your hair all, all crazy. And then I was like, this is this dude. This is Aaron. What is what is this? And then I followed yeah. you because I knew it was you. And then I texted you right after that. I was like, yeah. I guess it's got to change your name now. Uh, yeah. So, like, I'm starting to really find myself in the, the promo realm and really just let loose and not be afraid of what people are going to think if I have to show that little bit of anger or aggression. It's almost therapeutic in a way. <laughs> well, I want to tell you that I appreciate you. I appreciate you spending this time with me. I think uh, I, I I said it earlier in the thing, but the the most valuable currency is effort. Anybody yes. who comes across this, they had to listen 
or they had to go out of their way to find the place where this was, unless they had already subscribed, which I encourage you to do. You know, go yeah. uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, and go ahead and subscribe. If this is your first time checking out the show, I mean, there's 198 other episodes. You can check them out. Uh, they're on my YouTube now. I'll put the YouTube link inside of the description. Any of your social media, Alex, I'll put right in the I'll put right in the yeah, description. Um, Anything else Twitter. that you want to like put over or whatever? I mean, you you can't you can't announce shows and expect the podcast audience to hear them because yeah. the show is It'll already be passed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, real underscore Alex Ryman, uh, R E I M A N. Uh, and then Alex Ryman on Facebook. And also this sick tee right here is available on my prowrestlingtees.com page uh-huh. uh, forward slash American Murder Society. Uh-huh. So uh, that's where you can find our uh, T-shirt designs. We're going to have a uh, Halloween design up shortly too cool. as well. It's great, man. That's great, man. I, You know, best of luck with everything. Thanks so much Thank for your you time. So Thanks so much for your effort. And uh, I hope that you stay safe. And like you I say, always well. be fun, have safe, and uh, <laughs> and uh, keep evolving, dude. Yes, you too. Absolutely. I can't wait to do this in the future and see where we've gone from this point. Yes, me too. Keep evolving.